Welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. And tonight's episode is definitely juicy. It's definitely something you've been waiting for ever since I announced that I'm no longer working my nine to five. There's been so many questions, so many people being judgy, but then also people being understanding. It's just been like the craziest thing that I've ever done, I guess, in the sense that like people are giving their full opinion about it. So I felt that it was necessary for me to sit down and answer a lot of your questions about my career move. If you guys don't know what happened, basically I was working at L'Oreal, a really great job, my dream job, so to speak, for a little over a year and a half. And I was there, you know, not hating my life. I didn't hate my job. I liked the people. I liked what I was doing, but I felt that there was more out there for me and there was more opportunities I had to kind of go on my own and do my own thing before I'm tied down to a corporate job. So to answer a lot of people's questions, like right off the bat, do I ever see myself returning to a corporate job maybe like I don't write it off forever I won't write it off forever I feel like right now though at 24 when I'm creating all these things on the side that I'm really passionate about I feel like I you know I owe it to myself to try those things full-time for a little bit and see how it goes so that was kind of my main motivation for leaving L'Oreal it's definitely been quite a whirlwind of you know making the decision doing it actually quitting leaving taking my my desk plant home like honestly though the funniest thing was people being like Katie we knew you quit because your desk plant is in your apartment and so like that was kind of a dead giveaway I guess that I didn't really realize was a dead giveaway people were like we recognize the plant from your desk in your apartment something happened you either got fired or you quit and I'm here to say I quit um and it was it was an amicable quit it was one of those things where I quit you know not because I was miserable not because I hated my my job it was because I just didn't see myself there anymore in this immediate you know time and if you guys want more details about what went into quitting and you know just more details about the actual quitting itself I have a whole YouTube video about that and about you know what went into actually having the conversation and like you know my motivation behind it but Tonight, I kind of want to answer a bunch of your unanswered questions, things that I just haven't answered yet about, you know, what I plan on doing now that I have all of this time and, you know, how I plan to continue to pay my rent and just things like that. A lot of the questions that were submitted, I asked on Instagram, are super valid things that you guys clearly, you know, need answers to. Um, And a lot of people are like, Katie, like you don't owe people an explanation, like, you know, as to what you decided. And I'm like, yes, I kind of do in a sense that like I share so much online that I feel like when a major part of that changes, I kind of owe you guys not an explanation, not a, or not a justification rather. I feel like women are always justifying themselves and always saying, you know, I did this because like instead of just doing that thing and like being unapologetic about it. But I feel like I do owe you guys kind of just talking you through why because you might feel like in your personal life that things need to change and like you're kind of nervous about making that change and I feel like I want to be here for you in the sense that like I made a massive massive change that a lot of people including you know my parents to a certain you know extent kind of were like are you sure about that you know even myself I was like am I sure about this and I feel like at the end of the day though it's like there's no good time or no right time to do anything it's like if you keep waiting for the right time to make a change or to do something you're going to be waiting your whole life because there's no right time so I did it it's done I'm no longer working at L'Oreal I'm currently now 
working for myself. I'm not just making YouTube videos and, you know, just doing that. I have so many things that I'm working on, which is exciting, but I also need to like center myself, prioritize, figure out, you know, what among all these things I'm actually truly passionate about because, you know, at one point in time I did think L'Oreal was my passion project and I thought that it was, you know, my dream and then I realized that it is a dream. My job was a dream job, but just it was a dream job for not me, if that makes sense. Like I felt like it wasn't a dream job for me. Also, FYI, if you hear any like weird noises, again, it's my heat clicking on and off. It just clicks. It does it, but I, it's freezing. I can't bring myself to turn it off. So I hope you guys understand. And every time you hear a click, you're like, okay, Katie's warm. <laughs> I'm actually also um, two tequila or what would you call those? Martinis? No. No, that's wrong. Margaritas. I am too margaritas deep, if you can't tell, because I couldn't figure out that it was a margarita. I'm used to drinking martinis. As you guys know, it's like my drink of choice. Um, so having margaritas with a friend tonight was a change of pace for me. I'm, you know, I dabble in tequila, but I'm not a huge tequila person, but I like a good smoky tequila drink. We went to this place called Ja 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 in the West Village. There also is another location in the city somewhere. I forget where the other one is. But funny enough, I was actually, or not funny, but just interestingly enough, I was actually at the restaurant tonight with my friend Lindsay, who I met on Instagram. Um, I feel like that's how people are meeting these days. You know, when you're not on a dating app trying to find like a boyfriend or something, you're on Instagram trying to find girlfriends because that's how I've met a bunch of people that I didn't go to school with because a lot of people that I went to school with are in New York. So I'm constantly finding myself just spending time with them because it's easier. But then I realized like I should probably be making making new friends because I'm in the city. I'm in like a really densely populated place. I should be meeting like-minded people, other creatives, especially now that I'm working on my own during the day. So, you know, we met on Instagram a few months ago and then she finally actually moved to the city. She was in Philly. She's now here. She's very creative. We're very similar. So we met up for drinks tonight um, and she actually asked me, it was like kind of like a friend date. She was like, when we first got there, she was like, Katie, like, let me know why I'm nervous right now, like for a friend date. Like, I feel like friend dates sometimes are more nerve wracking than like an actual date. So we went out, we got tequila drinks. I got a really nice smoky tequila drink, my favorite. We got chips and guac. And now I'm sitting here recording an episode for you guys. And I'm trying to, I like feel the tequila. I'm feeling the honesty coming out. I feel like when I drink tequila, I'm super honest. So here we go. Get ready. I know you're probably maybe listening to this in the morning and you're like, you know, cringing at the thought of tequila, but like, you know what? (laughs) I'm feeling like just spilling my guts tonight. So let the guts be spilled. I have so many questions you guys submitted. I'm always like, for whatever reason, blown away when I look at my you know, when I'm asking a question on Instagram and I see all these responses, I'm like, does this many people like actually listen to the podcast? I can't even fathom it. This morning I was actually at a meeting with a potential network that I might sign with for the podcast, which I will say, I'm just going to say it now, like it will not change like the overall you know, format of my podcast. I like how low key it is. I like how casual it is. I don't want it to change at all. So like meeting with this network was like very cool because I was like, giving them like I was like I want to edit my own podcast I don't want it to be edited by anyone else like I want to do my own thing whatever but regardless I always like forget that the podcast is like I always think of it as like my little baby that's like kind of like on the side something that I like I'm very passionate about and I don't want it to be like blown out of proportion so yeah I'm always just blown away when you guys are like obsessed with the podcast because I'm obsessed with the podcast it's like my little baby that I don't want it to be like I, I want it to be like 
this special thing forever I feel like I just I it's like you know when your kids grow up and I mean not that I would know this firsthand but like when your kids grow up and move out of the house like I don't want that for the podcast I want the podcast to stay in my arms forever so anyway I digress I love that you guys submitted so many questions so many of you guys I mean you asked like some pretty like you know things I was expecting and then some things that I'm like wow like I never thought of this or like wow uh okay I'm feeling a little insecure but you know whatever I feel like being uncomfortable it grows you so okay I'm just gonna dive in I'm gonna answer a ton of questions hopefully I answer your question or things you're curious about and like I said if you want more of a deeper dive into you know my motivation behind quitting my job and things like that please watch my YouTube video I made a whole video on it um I believe it was titled like why I quit my job or I quit my nine-to-five job and here's why I think that was it so look that up look up my first and last name or just hello Katie and it'll pop up um but yeah so anyway let's get into it so someone just asked, um, do you think your content won't be relatable anymore without a nine to five? And this was definitely one of the main reasons why I felt like I shouldn't quit my job. That was, you know, I made a pros and cons list, which if you're considering quitting your job or making any sort of just major move in your life, I recommend it. I recommend making a pros and cons list and just listing out, you know, the, the implications of either choice that's just kind of how I am as a thinker I'm always like you know if I'm making a big move if it's even a big purchase I'm like okay here's a list of pros here's a list of cons and if the pros outweigh the cons obviously you know what you got to do I feel like there was even a sex in the city episode about this where Miranda was making a pros and cons list about Steve yeah with any big decision I think a pros and cons list is a good idea so I was making a pros and cons list and on the cons side of the list this was in like bold and underlined like I felt that I wouldn't be relatable to you guys anymore and that you guys would look at me and think like oh she couldn't do it or like I'm a failure I couldn't balance everything whatever a number of things those were like the biggest insecurities or the biggest just roadblocks in my decision to cut ties with L'Oreal so I definitely thought about it but then I you know I sat kind of back and I thought about it more and I was like you know what if I I love making content for you guys and I love trying to be as relatable or not trying just being and hoping that I'm relatable to you guys and hoping that you guys can feel comfortable with my situations that I go through and my you know solutions for the situations and you know when it comes to dating when it comes to a lot of hard things I want to be right there with you on those things but when it comes to my life when it comes to something that was making me really unhappy not that my job was really bad but I just felt like I felt stuck I felt trapped in where I was and not that it was a bad place to be trapped but I felt trapped nonetheless and I needed to get out of there I needed to give myself a chance I needed to try new things and that was something that I needed to be selfish in I needed to do it no matter what even if that meant that I would become a little less relatable and so I also kind of want to shift myself as a person and be more I want to be relatable I want to be you know right there with you when you're going through your struggles you know going through my own struggles and just talking about it super openly but I also want to take those risks to show you guys that you can take them too so this was a huge risk. It's, you know, it's going to have implications financially. It's going to have implications just in terms of my mental health. I'm going to really have to be there for myself and really, you know, I'm I'm my own boss now. I have to 
be, you know, hard on myself and be diligent, but also I need to make sure I take breaks because in being your own boss, you can tell, obviously there's times where, you know, I'll be working till 2 a.m. on a video, wake up at seven for something else. It's like, that's way more hours than I was working at L'Oreal. So I need to be, you know, I need to budget my time well, and there's a lot of things that come along with it. But to answer your question, like, was I worried about relatability? Yes, of course. But I think that my own mental health, my own well-being is more important. And I'm sorry if that offends you, but that's just it. And I feel like at some point in time, you got to stop being a yes man. I was a yes man for so long. I still kind of struggle with it. You need to know when to say no. You need to know when to put your foot down and be like, this might be great for you. This might help you, but like, it doesn't help me. So I need to step away from this. And I feel like that can apply to so many things. If you're in a toxic relationship, you know, your relationship with your job is very similar to any other relationship you have. So yeah, I need to love what I'm doing. If I'm with a person, I need to love that person. If I know I don't love that person, why do I stay with them? You know, it's, it's not doing them any favors. It's not doing me any favors. So there you have it. That is why I did it. Um, Okay, so the next question I'm going to answer is, are you concerned about the sustainability of an influencer career long term? The answer is yes, but the reason why I'm kind of okay with that answer and the fact that yes, you know, the influencer career is super unpredictable and, you know, half these, you know, platforms that we use so much weren't around x years ago they could be the next myspace they could disappear into the abyss at any given moment the reason why i'm not concerned about that too much is because i am really driven to do other things i am actually i feel like i i didn't really make this very clear in my video um i tried but like you know of course i think it deserves a whole other video about it uh my graphic design career and my just creative direction career I really want that to take off and I'm kind of happy I'm really happy now that I have more time to devote to it and really sharpen my skills because I've actually had a bunch of brands that I'm working with right now even in the past two weeks of being on my own I've you know connected with some brands that I'm actually going to work for in the sense that I will help them with their creative design and their direction and I will help make videos for them and I will help them with their fonts and their colors and their schemes and their different activations for certain products and I've actually I've met with some pretty you guys would like if you knew some of the brands I've been meeting with you'd be like wow like I can't believe you were at L'Oreal for so long when you could be working with all these awesome brands and you know I didn't hate L'Oreal I loved L'Oreal I think I just felt very limited with just working for one brand for the rest of my life like I wanted to work with many brands at once not overwhelming myself but doing small projects or you know one project at a time for each different brands so that's my bigger overarching dream and I think also a lot of people kind of they don't really understand or they think that I'm just doing influencing full-time and you know drinking green juice and smoothies and going to the gym and you know I will be doing those things I like green juice and I like the gym but I also have all these other things and I have you know not trying to justify myself again but I do want it to be clear that I have this other dream that I'm trying to pursue and I have this passion for graphic design that I love infusing in my videos and having that as an outlet and having you know a place where I can express those to you guys and just myself so YouTube will never die the podcast will never die Instagram I love but I also am doing this other thing where I'm kind of I guess you can call it consulting so I had two meetings today where I talked to two brands about you know how I can help them with their vision and such and then I have another one tomorrow morning actually and they're kind of like just 
coming out of the woodworks, people that I've met in various different ways, not even just being an influencer, but just through college, like just people I've known in my life have been reaching out to me now that I've quit L'Oreal and they're like, hey, like, I know you don't want a corporate job, but do you mind, like, would you be interested in freelancing and consulting and helping us get this idea off the ground with a startup or this new campaign? I'd love for you to do some hand lettering for it. As you guys know, I love calligraphy, so I'm trying to launch that as well. So influencing, yes, it is not a concrete career. I will say that. I will declare it on the rooftops of New York City. It's not, you know, it's definitely something people can make a killing at and people can do it and love it. But You know, and not to say honestly, guys, that any career is set in stone, even a corporate job, you know, there could be another recession, there could be mass layoffs at any moment. Nothing you do is fully concrete, but I will say what I'm doing right now in the sense that I believe in myself and I'm doing things that I love, that's kind of concrete in a way because although, you know, each client isn't concrete and isn't there forever, I feel like I can constantly be sharpening my skills and marketing myself myself in new ways I mean a year ago I didn't even know I liked calligraphy I didn't even know I liked you know those things or could even you know turn that into something that was monetizable so there's constantly things coming out of the woodworks and so I'm excited and you know for myself that I have other things besides just making YouTube videos and podcasting not that I don't love doing those things and that I won't continue but like I have other things and I want that to be clear because yeah I feel like people are like, oh, she's another YouTuber that's quitting to just like, you know, live a dream life that's not real. My life is real. Anyone could be a graphic designer, you know, if you have the skills and you learn the skills. I mean, I didn't even have the skills when I entered college, you know. I learned them and I, whatever. I could ramble all night on that topic, so I'm going to go on to another question before I talk the whole episode about that. So, um, okay, so people, a lot of people are asking about my financial situation now. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Just like every question is like, how are you going to live now that you don't have this significant income? Because L'Oreal, of course, my salary was significant. And I will say this has been a long winded decision, meaning I'd been contemplating this, rolling it around in my mind for months before I actually ended up doing it and pulling the trigger. So I had been considering quitting for probably the last five months or so um, which is sad to admit but also I think that it's one of those things where you have to really think about it of course you know it's it's something where I wasn't miserable so I was just kind of coasting and just doing my job and thinking about it talking to my friends about it talking to my parents talking to my manager just figuring out if it was something that was reasonable I'm one of those people that I need to like really think about sometimes I'm impulsive but sometimes I really have to think about things so that was one of those things so I've been thinking about it for a long time and therefore I was saving. So I was kind of doing it without knowing it, to be honest. I was like subconsciously deciding that I wanted to put all this money away because I wanted to be able to, you know, do this and make this move. So I've been putting away a decent chunk of each paycheck, a decent chunk of each YouTube paycheck and L'Oreal paycheck in my savings account where I can't touch it. And so I do have a pretty decent amount of money in my savings to the point where I can support myself I can live for about a year without making any money um, or making you know worrying I don't have to worry basically because of that because I'd put away enough money and of course it is a blessing and it's amazing that I've been able to do that and it's not something everyone can do I feel like I keep having to say that um, but I did it and that's the reason why I feel kind of okay about this decision. I definitely didn't do it impulsively and been like, you know, I don't know where my, you know, people can do that, some people, but I just needed to know that I would be okay. And 
especially being a woman living by herself in the city I just I needed to make sure that I was gonna be okay so that's not a worry you know insanely after a year of course it's one year so you know time flies so of course I do need to like put together a plan and I'm, I'm really budgeting now I'm actually like making spreadsheets I am like fully budgeting my life I'm meeting with a CPA I'm like making sure that I'm you know making money and of course going to be able to support myself it definitely was a huge blow not having you know my L'Oreal paycheck anymore but in its place you know all that time I was spending working at L'Oreal I'm now spending consulting I'm now spending doing more collaborations with brands that I wasn't able to do before because I wasn't around during the day and also I think a huge thing that I haven't addressed really is that with L'Oreal I had exclusivities so I wasn't allowed to work with other beauty brands and that meant skincare that meant you know beauty as in cosmetics and that meant hair so I wasn't allowed to work with all of those categories which means there was a lot of people I had to say no to and that's a huge space that I wasn't able to play in and if you now know you know looking back at my content you're like wow yeah she only really works with these like apps and like random brands and that's why so to answer your question I'm not worried as much about financials as I was when I initially thought about it like I initially was like absolutely not I can't do this because money but then once I really you know did the facts and figures and wrote it out and you know budgeted the next year of my life I was like you know what I can do this so I think that that's initially extremely scary and then you just kind of have to really look at the facts and meet with someone who's a professional I have a CPA and it's helpful that way so Taking a quick break to introduce tonight's sponsor. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Care Of, which is a wellness brand that makes it super easy to get the right vitamins, supplements, and protein powders for your specific needs. So whether you're looking for glowing skin, more energy during the day, better sleep, or just something to support your health and fitness routine, Care Of helps you build and stick with a plan that is right for you. And I love Care Of vitamins specifically. I've been taking their vitamins for quite some time now. I love how personal the packages are they say my name on them they're super easy to take on the go and I make sure that I get exactly what I need just to keep me going they have a super easy quiz you can take it's like a five minute quiz and from that from your answers there's some research backed recommendations that are given to you based on your personal needs so not everyone's is the same it's super catered to you which I like um, and it's a super easy quiz to take it takes five minutes and also your care of order gets shipped right to your front door and very convenient daily packs which is perfect for a very busy you know on-the-go lifestyle and I feel like this time of year especially it's super important to be taking your vitamins when you're gonna get sick and like the holidays you're eating all this crazy stuff and so it's important to take your vitamins and stay on track with that so I love care of for that reason also something super cool about them is that they care about the environment with their new compostable packs that meet the same quality and safety standards but they have tons of information on their site on how you can compost the packs so they are in environmentally conscious which is really important so I really truly do love care of and of course I have a discount code for you guys so for 25% off your first care of order go to takecareof.com and enter the code hello katie that's hello k-a-t-y so for 25% off your first order go to takecareof.com and enter my code hello katie and get started with care of and see why I love them so much and that is it for tonight's sponsor thank you to care of for sponsoring this episode and let's get on with the podcast okay next question advice for people who know this job slash life isn't for them but they don't know what else they want to do so I think the the main 
issue with or the, the reason why people are constantly like I'm unhappy but I don't know what else there is for me or I don't know what I would be better at etc I think the reason why people feel like that and why I felt like that was because you're not giving yourself a chance to try other things you feel very attached or very like you're you're meant to be in this place you went to four years of school and you got here and so you you should just be happy because you know everyone's complaining about their jobs like it's just a thing like you're constantly everyone's just complaining and taking turns complaining you know what if I told you you didn't have to complain like eventually you could find a spot where you're not complaining and where you're really passionate and yes there's like little things here and there you're gonna not every job it's a job at the end of the day but you should be as they're more excited than you are complaining okay so I think that's a healthy way you should look at the job so if you're feeling like you're complaining more than you're excited or that you're you know maybe not excited that's not like the right word but like you're more you're complaining more than you're happy where you are I think that's when you start to think like oh there's probably something else out there and like I said I think a lot of people just they don't give themselves a chance to dream they don't give themselves a chance to try new things because they're so caught up in their current life schedule their current you know deal of going to work and then drinking on the weekends and doing the same old things with their friends that they're not giving themselves a chance to dream and so for me I was you know, some days I would miss the party. I wouldn't go out on the weekends. I would take a night to myself and miss, you know, drinks with my friends, whatever, because I wanted to try new things. I, you know, dabbled in my calligraphy. I tried making tattoos for people and I found such love in that that I was like, you know what? This could be something. And even if it wasn't like going on my own and doing this career, I could have maybe, you know, found another job where I could do calligraphy or just discover a new way that I could work this into my daily life so I think people where they're like unhappy where they're you know currently are if it means like at a marketing job or in PR or something give yourself a chance to try something else even if it's a very small way of doing that and that could even mean going out to dinner with someone that's doing something different than you and ask them about their job ask them what their day-to-day looks like you know do a little bit of networking kind of I think that that's a way to dip your toe and to really see like what else is out there because I think people get unhappy when they're super siloed and super tunnel vision in the sense that they don't see anything besides what they're doing And, you know, once you start to meet other people that are doing things where they're either, you know, it just sounds more on brand for you, you know, that's the way to to get into it. And ultimately, you know, some of those people might be able to put a good word in for you or let you know when an opening is happening. And the way you do that is just genuinely trying new things and talking to people that you don't know, talking to people that do something completely different than you. You know, you'd be surprised how inspired you'd be from those conversations alone. So, you know, a lot of things in the city for me, I have had opportunities like there's been meet meetups from like my college. There's been like alumni things where you can meet up and, you know, network with people that went to your school, which is super helpful, I think. Or there's just a bunch of I mean, in the city, it's different, I feel like than other. Maybe it's not at all, but there's just a lot of ways you can meet people here. But it definitely means that you have to put yourself out there and you have to be a little uncomfortable. Like <laughs> you're going to be uncomfortable when you first reach out to someone and you're like, hey, do you want to get drinks? But believe me like that's how friendships start that's how you end up realizing that you like something that you didn't know you liked it's about you know putting yourself out there so I think that's something I feel like you should you should I mean knowing and being able to admit that you're unhappy where you are is the first step to changing things but after you admit that you have to do something about it because for me I was unhappy where I was for a long time and I didn't do anything about it and 
it was only I was only hurting myself by doing that and I was complaining I found myself complaining to everyone and just not doing anything about it which was my own fault so that's my advice for that um okay I'm gonna read some more questions there's so many um someone asked did you not want to move up the corporate ladder um that wasn't really it for me it was like I wanted to just jump off the ladder altogether (laughs) like you know I I don't know corporate world I could go back to it I could see myself going back to it in maybe five years or okay maybe less than that I don't know honestly but right now I like I said I think I owe it to myself to try and to see how this thing goes and maybe do something that's a little bit scary for once that's a little bit uncharted like I'm I'm out to sea I am in uncharted territory I am trying to find my way and like that is just that's that um what hopes do you have for your career well I obviously hope like in the next few years or so maybe even in the next year I really want to nail down my design business and you know get to be I want to I mean ultimately like when I look at myself in the future like I see this like future rendering of myself I see myself being someone that people are like oh Katie like she has that great eye like she has that vision like I want to work with her to transform my brand whatever because there's just people like I I look at like or I think of like Annie Leibovitz which is like a huge she's a great photographer she photographs for Vogue she's like super regarded and highly respected and so that name like it's a name it's it's becoming a household name like people are knowing who she is because she didn't you know she what's that quote it's like you know you do things in silence and let let success be the noise or something it's like you just you you keep creating and doing things even if it's a little bit different even if it's a little bit crazy whatever her style is really really unique and so I want to be not I want to be like famous but I want people to be like oh Katie Blatty like she gets it or like I want to be known for more than just being an influencer and being a YouTuber and being a podcaster like I want to be someone that has that people like think of me and they're like that she has that vision and I know that's like kind of crazy to say or like admit that like you know or I, I don't know like it is like I don't, whatever I want to be I want to look at myself or look back at this moment in five years and be like wow, I'm happy that I was crazy enough to do this because look at me now. And it just all goes back to, you know, honestly, it all goes back to how I felt in high school and how little, belittled I felt in high school and how people wouldn't touch me with a nine-foot pole in high school. And now I'm trying to make something out of myself. And I'm trying to shift the narrative and not do it because I want to, you know, show those people that I am here. I want to do it for myself and I want to do it for me. And I want to really like I said a million times already, sharpen my skills. I want to get better at things. And I feel like while I was at L'Oreal, while I was, you know, in that nine to five job doing that same thing every single day, I felt like I wasn't learning as much or I wasn't learning as, I wasn't doing or letting myself take risks and I wasn't letting myself fail. And right now I want to give myself room to fail and I want to give myself room to try crazy things. And I think that ultimately that will make me a better visionary later on. And I want to work with a million different brands like not a million that's a lot but like I want to work with different brands and I want to learn different things and I don't want to be like just in that you know L'Oreal mindset for the rest of my life I want to learn a ton of stuff so yeah that's kind of where I see myself not just like being a, I, I want to make it clear I don't want to like you guys to be like oh she wants to be known as a cool person in five years wow like I want to just really develop myself as a person I want to develop my style and I want to be someone that 
I would look at now at my future self and be like, wow, like she, she really understands herself and she is doing what's best for herself. So that was a long winded answer. Um, okay. So many people are asking about financial stuff. Um, someone else asks, how do you keep structure and routine with your new work? I feel like I'm lost without a nine to five. Uh, a lot of to-do lists. I have currently three to-do lists on my, or I've, what I do is I actually map it out by day. So I have the day of the week on the top and then I have AM, PM, evening or like late evening. Like I have like by hour things mapped out and I actually also have time budgeted in here for resting and for relaxing and for just going you know, for a walk in the park, literally I have walk in park on one of these, um, because I've had actually, honestly, this week has been super stacked because I've been slowly rolling out my client meetings where I can meet with people and talk about brands and stuff like that. So that has been a lot. So I've been trying to just budget my time well. And I was actually talking to someone, I I was at an event on Monday for Sakara Life and I met someone, um, I made a friend. I love making friends, especially influencer events. They can be super daunting and scary because like people are, some people are super genuine, don't get me wrong, but some people are super ingenuine and just are like trying to meet people with more followers. And like, it's just a super, I could do a whole episode on that and just like toxic influencer culture because for every amazing influencer, there's someone who isn't amazing but I feel like you would see that in any career not just influencing but like I feel like influencers are given a hard time for it whatever met someone who was super amazing and genuine obviously at this event on Monday and we were talking she's actually also a freelancer and she's been doing it for years now so I was asking her for some advice with time management and stuff and she was like you have to know that sometimes you can't sit down and finish a project like you have to take a step back, go for a walk. You can't just expect to devote eight hours to like one. And I'm guilty of that, of just sitting down and being like, I'm going to start this video. I'm going to finish this video all right now. And I neglect everything else I need to do. So she's like, you need to budget out your time and like, you know, do a few hours here and there and be okay if you don't finish a project in one day, because that's not how it is meant to be. Like Rome wasn't built in a day. Like you don't have to do that. So that was really great advice. I definitely am a big to-do list person. I'm a big, you know, bracketing out and I have this whiteboard, whiteboard, whiteboard. Whoa. Okay. Motorcycle. Um, I have this whiteboard calendar on my desk now that I got from Amazon. Best. Okay. Excuse you. (laughs) The best like $10 investment I've ever made. I think it was actually more than $10, but I have it like very visibly what I need to do when, because my biggest fear now is just doing too many things and kind of forgetting to do things um and also just forgetting to take it you know take time to rest I think is another fear so okay um (laughs) someone asks do you make eye contact with people on the subway is it a weird thing to do um I, I try not to but I'm definitely a big people watcher and I I'm like constantly planning out characters for like my future novel that I probably won't write that I will I hopefully hopefully will write in like 10 years but Regardless, I, I try not to make it obvious when I'm looking at someone on the subway because <laughs> it's all for character analysis, you know, and like whatever. That's what I tell myself until they look back at me and I'm like, oh, God, I'm caught. I'm caught. Um, OK. Oh, gosh. OK. How do you prepare for a career switch while still at your nine to five job? Um, well, I mean, coming from someone that like my biggest fear was cleaning out my desk, like 
I, I really thought this through so much that I was like, okay, should I start slowly taking home things from my desk <laughs> to prepare? Which I kind of did. I started kind of decluttering like a week before I even made the decision. I was slowly like just cleaning out my desk a little bit here and there just so like it wouldn't be a huge under this. I'm so weird. This is weird to admit. So it wouldn't be like a huge undertaking when I was actually leaving. So, but I think in terms of like probably what she's asking is like, preparing in in terms of like who do you tell who do you or how do you kind of mentally prepare how do you I mean what I did was I obviously I went to HR first told HR and then I went to my boss and told my boss and then I went to the VP of the brand um, which was terrifying uh, and told her and you know explained it to her and the reason why I did that actually someone asked me tonight like why why did you do that or why did you have to I was like well, it just, I mean, I, I don't know. It made sense to me to explain it to her firsthand and not have her hurt, hear it from someone else and the story be blown out of proportion. And I just thought she, I owed her an explanation. So I went to her and told her, um, and I told my coworkers, of course. And then from there on out, I had three weeks until I fully left. Um, I put in three weeks, which is actually more than what I was expected, which is two weeks. So, you know, and why I did that was not only just common courtesy and being a decent human being, but also, you know, just, I want to leave on good terms that was a big thing for me I wanted to leave people knowing that I wasn't leaving for a competitor brand which happens a lot of course and I wanted people to know that I was leaving because I wanted to try something and I just wanted to be very clear why I was leaving whatever so yeah I did all those necessary things and then after that you know there was it was kind of awkward to be honest like the next three weeks it was like everyone kind of knew I was leaving so it was like I was still doing things and going to meetings but I was sitting there with people knowing that I was like I had an expiration date kind of. So it was definitely like interesting being there even after I'd given in my notice. But I did what I could to basically prepare the next person and prepare my team for the time that there would be no one in my role. Because um, at L'Oreal, at least, I'm not sure how it is everywhere else, but, you know, there's there's some time where they're looking for a candidate. And, you know, a lot of people, honestly, I don't even know if there's going to be someone taking my role until January so or even if it's posted I really don't know so I wanted to make sure that in the interim when there wasn't someone that someone that you know my team was prepared so I scheduled out all these posts for social and I like made sure that there was enough content and everything was wrapped up that I was working on and I really put in extra hours like making sure that I was leaving on a good note and I also actually made a guide <laughs> for the next person so I made like a it's actually called Katie's Guide to Social Media for L'Oreal Paris so I did like a guide for the next person so they would feel fully ready to take on the role and you know things I didn't know when I got in the role and stuff so that's kind of how I prepared to leave and I think that that's honestly the best way to leave is leaving with people knowing that you left it in a good place it's it's like you know leaving the place better than you found it situation so that's kind of how I left L'Oreal um someone asked will you still keep in touch with L'Oreal friends yes I'm actually I'm DMing a couple of people I worked with right now funny enough and I'm gonna get coffee or drinks with them and stay in touch because I obviously I still have so so much love for the brand and I love L'Oreal and I love the projects I worked on and you know I love the friends I've made so of course I'm still in touch with them um I'm actually also in the works of maybe freelancing for L'Oreal and working for them on a freelance basis because I really did fall in love with the brand although it wasn't right for me right now it doesn't mean that I don't love the brand it's like I felt like it was a breakup you know where you want to stay friends with the person so yes I definitely do still keep in touch with my L'Oreal friends um okay a lot of people are asking like the same things just over and over do you miss the routine of working a nine-to-five 
I miss certain things. I miss, but honestly, no, I don't miss the routine. I, I like being able to have, you know, yesterday is different than tomorrow and the, the next day it looks different. I like having things shooken up a little bit. Of course, it does make me nervous now when I'm not doing anything. Like there was a point today where I was like at home and I was in between meetings and I didn't know what to do with myself <laughs> because I was like, I should be doing something. You know, I think that's a worry of a freelancer. It's like, you worry that you need to, you know, I need to be up and posting things on social media at 7.30 a.m. so people don't think I'm lazy. Like, that was my biggest fear was people thinking I'm lazy. And, you know, I have to remind myself that I'm staying up till 2.30 every night creating content because that's when my brain works best. And I'm waking up at, you know, 8.39 or 9.30 some days because I literally stayed up till 2.30. So, like, it makes sense for me. And I've, I actually remember reading this book or I think it was in my psych class or something, um, you know, analyzing the different work schedules of different creatives in the past. So like artists, writers, like the famous people, the famous greats of past times, analyzing their work schedule. Some people would stay up till 6 a.m. and sleep until 1 p.m. and they were like considered some of the greats. So I think that it's just accepting my new schedule and accepting that, you know, I I need to give myself breaks when I need them. It's definitely so new and so fresh, but I think it's something that like I'm going to get the hang of eventually. So, okay, I'm going to answer a couple more questions. I know this is like going to be a long episode tonight. I'm kind of like happy about it because I feel like whatever. It's good stuff. It's all good stuff. Um, Someone asks, how do you get over the pressure of what everyone else thinks? Um, Let me know because I'm still working on it. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like at some point in time, you have to choose yourself And you have to, it's really, it's so much easier said than done. And you have to know when you're in the wrong story. Because sometimes you find yourself, you can find yourself in a great story, in a great narrative, in a great job, where you're like, this is someone's dream job. This is literally someone's dream job. I was working at the number one cosmetics country in the world, you know, doing really cool stuff. I was making, you know, doing photo shoots. I was planning them start to finish. I was getting a lot of, you know, funding for my, my ideas. And it was a cool job. It was someone's dream job, just not mine in this moment in my, you know, in this seat where I'm sitting right now. So I think it's, it's hard to realize when you're in the wrong story. And also on top of that, you have to worry about what other people think. And it's really tough. So I think that as long as like you feel like you are in the right story, you are doing the right thing for you, it's a lot easier to combat other people's assumptions and other people's thoughts. Believe me, like reading the comments on my video where I posted, you know, my first explanation about quitting my job, it kind of hurt my heart a little bit reading some of the comments because people were assuming so many things that weren't true. And instead of you know, I had to, you know, stop myself from commenting and explaining myself and like justifying myself and being like, you don't get it. Because here's the thing, people aren't going to get you. Okay. People aren't, not everyone. I mean, some people will get you, but not everyone's going to get you. And you have to just know that that's like, that's what comes with it. And, you know, the time is going to pass anyway, like in your life, time is going to go on. Time is not going to stop, but you can either spend it creating the things you want and doing the life you want or you can spend it living a life you don't want and know that you don't want and the choice is yours ultimately it's not anyone else's so stop giving people so much power over you because ultimately it's your life you only get one I mean from as far as I know so 
yeah, I, I, yes, it's hard dealing with other people's assumptions, especially when they're wrong. But I've learned that as long as I feel secure in what I'm doing and my choices, like that's really the ultimate person I need to, to please. So yeah, it's hard, but yeah. Okay. I think making yourself happy will make your, your life dealing with other people's assumptions a lot easier. Okay. I'm reading more questions. Someone asks a really, really great question. How did you know you weren't doing the right thing for you? I think it was hard at first, or uh, not even at first, it was just hard in general to pinpoint the fact that I was unhappy and, you know, really admit it to myself that I needed to make a change because, of course, it's a lot easier staying where you are than making a change and rocking the boat in your life. So I kind of was ignoring it for a, a long time. I knew that I wasn't happy. You know when you're unhappy. It's it's not hard, I think, to realize you're unhappy. It's just hard to realize that what you're unhappy about is worth making a change. And so I think I just had all these other things I love to do so much more. And I was making money from some other things I really love to do. And so it took me a long time to realize that I, or kind of, it took me a long time to believe in myself enough to know that I could do these other things and I could succeed and I could survive and so I think finding the courage was harder than realizing I was unhappy I think that was pretty easy and so you know I think you know I'm trying to answer this question directly so how did I know I wasn't doing the right thing I think when my passions or when I was going back to what I was saying when I was unhappy way more than I was happy that's when I knew that I wasn't doing the right thing for me because of course, there's things in your day-to-day, in your job, in your corporate life that you're not going to love. There's going to be little things. I mean, even in your day-to-day life of just being on this planet, you have to do things. You have to pay your dues. You have to do things you don't want to do. For the rest of your life, you're going to be doing things you don't want to do. But it's because you do all these things you do want to do and you have to do the things you don't want to do in order to do the things you want to do, if that makes sense. That was like a crazy sentence. But yeah, I think that once you realize that it's the bigger battle is making a change and doing something about it so I knew that I wasn't doing the right thing for me when I just felt like I was looking out the window and thinking like I haven't seen the sun in a long time or like I haven't felt the sun on my face in a long time because working in a corporate job it's like you're you're kind of like inside a lot and I feel like that was like the weird one thing I noticed like every day like day in and day out I was like what would I do if I could feel the sun on my face and like create whatever I wanted to create or like I would just like fantasize about it so much I would fantasize about quitting every single day and that was when I knew that I wasn't doing the right thing for me because if you're doing the right thing you're gonna like fantasize about quitting like once every three months not every single day so once you start fantasizing about quitting every day I think that's when you know it's time for a change (laughs) so that was how it was for me and of course like I said it was like a bigger battle from that point on figuring out that I actually wanted to quit and you know I, I realized that I wanted to quit months before I actually did it so yeah I think that that Wow, guys, I think I answered a pretty decent amount of questions and that kind of explains to you my reasoning and what I'm doing now. Essentially, it's just opened the door to so many new things I can do, so many ways I can create things that will benefit me, will benefit brands, will benefit you guys. I think that this is just the start of something, dare I say it, the start of something new. High School Musical fans will know. (laughs) But yeah, I'm really excited for my future. I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm excited for right now. And I think that that's something I couldn't say a few months ago. And so I'm thrilled, to be honest. So thanks for listening, guys. I hope you all enjoyed this episode in my honesty. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. 
Talk to you guys later. Bye.